Day Three, the Tenth Story, of the Decameron. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information or to volunteer, please go to LibriVox.org. Reading by Andy Minter. The Decameron, by Giovanni Boccaccio, translated by J. M. Rigg. Day Three. THE TENTH STORY Alibech turns hermit, and is taught by Rustico, a monk, how the devil is put in hell. She is afterwards conveyed thence, and becomes the wife of Nebali. Dioneo, observing that the queen's story, which he had followed with the closest attention, was now ended, and that it only remained for him to speak, waited not to be bidden, but smilingly thus began. "'Gracious ladies, perchance you have not yet heard how the devil is put in hell. Wherefore, without deviating far from the topic of which you have discoursed throughout the day, I will tell you how tis done. It may be that the lesson will prove inspiring. Besides which, you may learn therefrom that, albeit love prefers the gay palace and the dainty chamber to the rude cabin, yet for all that he may at times manifest his might in wilds matted with forests, rugged with alps, and desolate with caverns, whereby it may be understood that all things are subject to his sway. But to come to my story, I say that in the city of Capsa in Barbary there was once a very rich man, who, with other children, had a fair and dainty little daughter, Alibek by name. Now Alibek, not being a Christian, and hearing many Christians that were in the city speak much in praise of the Christian faith and the service of God, did one day inquire of one of them after what fashion it were possible to serve God with as few impediments as might be, and was informed that they served God best who most completely renounced the world and its affairs, like those who had fixed their abode in the wilds of the Tibet desert, whereupon, actuated by no sober predilection but by childish impulse, the girl, who was very simple and about fourteen years of age, said never a word more of the matter, but stole away on the morrow, and quite alone set out to walk to the Tibet desert, and by force of resolution, albeit with no small suffering, she, after some days, reached those wilds, where, espying a cabin a great way off, she hied her thither, and found a holy man by the door, who, marvelling to see her there, asked her what she came there to seek. She answered that, guided by the Spirit of God, she was come thither, seeking if haply she might serve him, and also find some one that might teach her how he ought to be served. Marking her youth and great beauty, the worthy man, fearing lest, if he suffered her to remain with him, he should be ensnared by the devil, commended her good intention, set before her a frugal repast of roots of herbs, crab-apples, and dates, with a little water to wash them down, and said to her, "'My daughter,' There is a holy man not far from here, who is much better able to teach thee that of which thou art in quest than I am. Go to him, therefore. And he showed her the way. But when she was come whither she was directed, she met with the same answer as before. And so, setting forth again, she came at length to the cell of a young hermit, a worthy man, and very devout, his name Rustico, whom she interrogated as she had the others. 
Rustico, being minded to make severe trial of his constancy, did not send her away as the others had done, but kept her with him in his cell, and when night came made her a little bed of palm-leaves, whereupon he bade her compose herself to sleep. Hardly had she done so before the solicitations of the flesh joined battle with the powers of Rustico's spirit, and he, finding himself left in the lurch by the latter, endured not many assaults before he beat a retreat and surrendered at discretion. Wherefore he bade adieu to holy meditation and prayer and discipline, and fell amusing on the youth and beauty of his companion, and also how he might so order his conversation with her, that without seeming to her to be a libertine he might yet compass that which he craved of her. So, probing her by certain questions, he discovered that she was as yet entirely without cognizance of man, and as simple as she seemed. Wherefore he excogitated a plan for bringing her to pleasure him under colour of serving God. He began by giving her a long lecture on the great enmity that subsists between God and the devil, after which he gave her to understand that, God having condemned the devil to hell, to put him there was of all services the most acceptable to God. The girl, asking him how it might be done, Rustico answered, "'Thou shalt know it in a trice. Thou hast but to do that which thou seest me do.' Then, having divested himself of his scanty clothing, he threw himself stark naked on his knees, as if he would pray, whereby he caused the girl, who followed his example, to confront him in the same posture. The following are untranslated. E così stando, essendo rustico più che mai nel suo desidero acceso per lo vederla così bella, venne la resurrezione della carne, la quale, riguardando Alibec e maravigliatasi, disse «Rustico, quella che cos'è che io ti veggio, che così si pigni in fuori, e non lo io?» «Oh, figliola mia, disse Rustico, questo è il diavolo di che io t'ho parlato, e vedi tu, ora egli mi dà grandissima molestia, tanto che io appena la posso sofferire. Allora disse la giovane, «Oh, lodato sia il Dio, che io veggio che io sto meglio che non stai tu, che io non ho cotesto diavolo io». Disse Rustico, «Tu di vero, ma tu hai un'altra cosa che non la ho io, e haila in scambio di questo». Disse Alibek, «O che?» A cui Rustico disse, hai il ninferno, e dicoti che io mi credo che il Dio t'abbia qui mandata per la salute dell'anima mia, perciò che se questo diavolo pur mi darà questa noia, ove tu vogli aver di me tanta pietà, e sofferire che io in inferno il rimetta, tu mi darai grandissima consolazione, e a Dio farai grandissimo piacere e servigio, se tu per quello fare in queste parti venuta a sé. Che tu di? La giovane di buona fede rispose, O padre mio, poscia che io il ninferno sia pure quando vi piacerà. Disse allora Rustico, Figliola mia, benedetta sia tu. Andiamo dunque e rimettiamolovi, sì, 
che egli poscia mi lasci stare e così detto menata la giovane sopra uno dei loro leticelli le insegnò come starsi dovesse a dovere incarcerare quel maledetto da dio la giovane che mai più non aveva in inferno messo diavolo alcuno per la prima volta sentì un poco di noia perché ella disse a rustico per certo padre mio ma la cosa de essere questo diavolo è veramente nemico di dio che ancora all'inferno non che altrui duole quando egli vi dentro rimesso disse rustico figliola egli non avverrà sempre così e per fare che questo non avvenisse da sei volte anzi che di su il dieticel si movessero ve li misero tanto che per quella volta gli trassersi la superbia del capo che egli si stette volentieri in pace ma ritornatagli poi nel seguente tempo più volte e la giovane ubbidiente sempre a trargliele si disponesse avvenne che il giuoco le cominciò a piacere e cominciò a dire a rustico Benveggio che il ver dicevano che valentuomini in capsa che il servire a dio era così dolce cosa e per certo io non mi ricordo che mai alcuna altra ne facessi che di tanto diletto e piacermi fosse quanto è il rimettere il diavolo in inferno e perciò io giudico ogni altra persona che ad altro che a servire a dio attende essere una bestia per la qual cosa essa spesse volte andava rustico e gli dicea padre mio io son qui venuta per servire a Dio e non per ristare oziosa. Andiamo a rimettere il diavolo in inferno. La qualcosa facendo, diceva ella alcuna volta, Rustico, io non so perché il diavolo si sfuga dell'inferno. Che se egli vi stesse così volentieri come l'inferno il riceve e tieni, egli non se ne uscirebbe mai. Così adunque, invitando spesso la giovane rustico, era al servigio di Dio confortandolo, si la bambaggia del farsetto tratta gli avea, che egli a talora sentiva freddo che un altro sarebbe sudato. E perciò egli incominciò a dire alla giovane che il diavolo non era da gastigare né da rimettere in inferno, se non quando egli per superbia levasse il capo. E noi, per grazia di Dio, l'abbiamo sì sgannato, che egli priega il Dio di starsi in pace, e così alquanto impose di silenzio alla giovane, la qual, poi che vide rustico, non la richiedeva a dover il diavolo rimettere in inferno, gli disse un giorno, «Rustico, se il diavolo tuo è gastigato e più non ti dà noia, me il mio inferno non lascia stare perché tu farai bene che tu col tuo diavolo aiuti a tuttare la rabbia al mio inferno come io col mio inferno ho aiutato a trarre la superbia del tuo diavolo rustico che di radici d'erba ed acqua viveva poteva male rispondere alle poste e dissele che troppi diavoli vorrebbero essere a potere all'inferno a tutare ma che egli ne farebbe ciò che per lui si potesse e così 
alcuna volta le soddisfaceva ma si era di rado che altro non era che gittare una fava in bocca al leone di che la giovane non parendole tanto servire a dio quanto voleva mormorava anziché no however the case standing thus deficiency of power against superfluity of desire between rustico's devil and alibec's hell it chanced that a fire broke out in capsa whereby the house of alibec's father was burned and he and all his sons and the rest of his household perished so that alibec was left sole heiress of all his estate and a young gallant nearbali by name who by reckless munificence had wasted all his substance having discovered that she was alive addressed himself to the pursuit of her and having found her in time to prevent the confiscation of her father's estate as an escheat for failure of heirs took her much to rustico's relief and against her own will back to capsa and made her his wife and shared with her her vast patrimony but before he had lain with her she was questioned by the ladies of the manner in which she had served god in the desert whereto she answered that she had been wont to serve him by putting the devil in hell and that nearbali had committed a great sin when he took her out of such service the ladies being curious to know how the devil was put in hell the girls satisfied them partly by words partly by signs whereat they laughed exorbitantly and still laugh and said to her be not downhearted daughter tis done here too nearbali will know well how to serve god with you in that way and so the story passing from mouth to mouth throughout the city it came at last to be a common proverb that the most acceptable service that can be rendered to god is to put the devil in hell which proverb having travelled hither across the sea is still current wherefore young ladies you that have need of the grace of god see to it that you learn how to put devil in hell because tis mightily pleasing to god and of great solace to both the parties and much good may thereby be engendered and ensue End of Day 3, The Tenth Story